What a cluster. I mean, we are sitting here quarantined for the last seven days with God knows no end in sight. And why not? Why not create a podcast to express our feelings, um, to let other people know what we're going through and, you know, talk about what's been going on. I mean, COVID-19 has completely changed our lives. By the way, my name is Arar Huck, and this is my wife. My name is Maha Sajid. And, you know, we're a married couple just sitting at home, trying to protect ourselves. Um, By the way, we don't, we're not sick, thankfully. We're just trying to be responsible citizens and self-isolate for the time being because it's really needed right now. Yeah, with uh, what, what's going on um, in other states, particularly in New York, California, Washington, um, you know, there's a lot of cases that are rising up and we, um, you know, and we need to do our part. That's why we're staying away. We're isolating. We don't know if we are carriers of COVID-19. Um, obviously, we can't get tested um, because they have limited testing capabilities here. And they're only testing people who have specific symptoms. So because I work in a hospital, I'm just assuming that I have it. And so the best thing we can do and what our family can do is just keep away and isolate to protect others. Uh, you know, this has changed our lives. I mean, do you see things changing in the next few months? I mean, I hope. I'm hoping for the best, but... This is really like unprecedented times. I've never in my life have witnessed something this drastic. And it's so scary because, you know, we have a kid, we have one on the way. And and just, you know, thinking about our parents or our, you know, grandparents or older, you know, citizens or um, senior citizens. Like, it's just scary because they can contract it so easily and then you see, you know, you watch the news all day trying to, like, get a handle of it. And then you, all you see is the numbers go up and up and up. And it's really, I mean, it's taken kind of like a stressful toll on you mentally. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, yes, the cases are rising. And this is with limiting testing capabilities. We don't know what the true number is. It's probably much higher than that. Um. And we see what's going on in Italy. We see the crisis that's completely shattered their healthcare system. We see doctors who are strained, nurses who are literally fighting for their patients and, you know, having to make decisions on who lives and who dies because they don't have enough ventilators. Is and the, they don't have enough equipment to keep themselves, you know, healthy or safe, um, you know, with their patients who are um, affected or sorry infected with uh, with the virus because there's not many um, masks to go around and some hospitals most hospitals are telling doctors to reuse their masks which I mean I don't know how clean that is or hygienic that is but it's just like there's just it's, it's really just, yeah it's, it's really sad um 
you know, as a physician, it breaks my heart to see other physicians, particularly in other countries like Italy, just not knowing what to do. I mean, they they literally have to turn away patients. Um, they literally have to have they literally have to have discussions with families and 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 let them know that they can't save their loved ones, and that's scary. And you know, looking at the healthcare capacity in this country, we only have so many ventilators, um, and we only we only have so many hospital beds. And if our healthcare system gets overwhelmed, you know, I hope to God it doesn't turn into Italy, but we're headed that way if we don't act now. I mean, I guess the one positive note out of all of this is that um, the cases in China have really declined, and I think they did whatever they could early on to contain it. Um, So, I mean, there has to be an end in sight as far as, you know, getting this vaccine under control. It's just we have to... I'm sorry, infection. I keep thinking about vaccine because we need one. But we have to get this under control because, and people have to do their part. That's the thing is like, if we don't try to take control of that aspect as far as what we can do to, you know, stay at home or just quarantine ourselves for a while, I know it's going to be hard for families who are literally paycheck to paycheck. But I mean, there's solutions for that too. So, it's just it's just scary times. That's all I can say right now. It's just scary times. And the sad part is we had months to prepare for it and nothing was done. And this is what's scary about it. Um, we knew this was happening. We saw what was happening in China. We know that um, it was spreading to other countries like South Korea, like Hong Kong. Um, like Taiwan, like Iran, like Italy, like the UK, like Canada, like the US. I mean, there's over 297,000 cases right now. And to be so ill-prepared for this is just mind-boggling and it, it makes, it's, and very infuriating. I mean, Donald Trump has literally put lives at risk with his ignorance and his supreme narcissism. He could have made things better. He could have acted, uh, you know, in, early on, but he chose not to. Um, instead, he made critical, critical mistakes. He started off by dismantling the pandemic response team in April of 2018. And then when the first person became positive in the United States in January, um, exactly a month later, on January 31st, he closed off all incoming flights from China, but not Americans visiting China. So he was able to close the flights, but people who were still, who may have been infected or were infected in China were allowed to return to the United States because it's their home, and they went unchecked. Healthcare workers, part of the uh, healthcare workers from the Department of Human Health Services went to California where those planes landed and were not protected. They weren't wearing any protective gear and then they ended up spreading it um, in the United States. And then 
February comes and he's downplaying the virus and he says it's under control and he says it's just like the flu and he goes on about how it's going to be gone when the weather warms up in April or May when we have no scientific evidence of that and above all else he rejects the WHO from giving us testing kits so we can start testing people he rejects it and he, he says just didn't ask for it i mean they were they were offered they to were, him they were willing to give it, it but i don't think they accepted any kind of help from them which is really sad because that's what we actually needed in the beginning and then he instead went to the cdc to roll out a testing kit but they but they they tried to do it they sent it to california and then the tests weren't working and the whole time the cases continued to rise there were health officials who were warning him dr anthony fauci was telling him that you need to start testing people to see where the um the virus is but he kept saying it's a hoax it's caused by democrats it's going to um shake the market and all he cared about was of course he's going to make it political all he cared about was how is it going to affect the stock market? Despite multiple, multiple warnings, letting him know that this is going to be a huge crisis. But he was pandering to his base, blaming it on Obama. You know, the typical, you know, Trump response, you know, and just trying to um, blame it on everyone else and say it's all fake news. And when it when the virus was spreading undetected within the communities of America, that's when he started to change his tune and say, "Oh, now it's a pandemic. Now it's a healthcare emergency. We have to declare no, a national emergency." He, he also saw what was happening in um, countries like Italy, Iran, China. So after they had such a spike, like Italy's numbers have gone through the roof, and after that spike, I'm sure he was like. Okay, we need to do something now when it was too late here. Well, no, it, it was never too late. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, he had the opportunity to um, start testing, be pro- bring he, proactive. He did it so late that people who maybe are positive now can't get tested because there's no test kits. There's no point in testing now because the, uh, the test kits aren't even available to the general public. So... It's just like you have to take, that's what I said, you have to take measures in your own hands and self-quarantine. You have to be staying away from the general public for a few weeks. Yeah, but you know, now you see the crisis is happening. You see not nurses and doctors and other healthcare workers don't have enough N95 masks mm-hmm. to protect themselves. They don't have enough um, personal protective equipment. Um, yeah, that's where they don't have enough ventilators. Failed. There's still states that are not following social distancing and self-quarantining. They are just mosing about their daily lives. And spring break right now. That's why. And kids are in Florida, you know, in crowded spaces on the beaches, you know, and who knows who they can infect. They don't realize that they are the biggest carriers, even though they have healthy immune systems, they don't know what this virus can do if it's transmitted to somebody who is immunocompromised, who is elderly, who has health issues. It's just, yeah, like nobody nobody understands that part. 
And so, you know, we have to do our part in in just, you know, staying isolated and quarantining ourselves to protect others because that is what we need to do to flatten the curve. And the only way to do that is to isolate, isolate, isolate. You know, and even though testing helps and testing gives you data and it, it allows you to see where the virus is most concentrated, where it's going next, and you know, you can identify who they've infected and try to track them down so that you can limit their exposure. Um, but at this time, right now, everyone needs to isolate so we can bend that curve. Eventually testing will become important because then because we can't we can't keep quarantine forever. You know, the economy is tanking, we're in we're in a recession, people need to work, kids are out of schools, people need to make money. And so this is where testing, widespread testing is going to become very crucial because then you can identify who's positive and who's negative, then quarantine those who are positive while letting those who are negative continue to work. So you're so they have a little bit of sense of their they they can go back to their daily lives. I mean, China was able to build 10 hospitals in or multiple hospitals in 10 days where it was solely for patients who tested positive. So they were able to quarantine those particular individuals, separate them from their families so that they can get better and other people can go on with their lives and, and not be quarantined and the economy could still keep running. But he has made, Donald Trump has made mistake after mistake. And, 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 and this is what happens when you have poor leadership. He is in way over his head. And he still is lashing out at reporters. He's still trying to say that he did the right thing. And he's still trying to say that he is, he, you know, he acted early when every single mistake that he made is a consequence of what we're seeing right now. South Korea, as an example, um, didn't care about all that. When their first, South Korea and the United States both had the same case that popped up in their countries on the same day. And the difference between South Korea and the United States was that they started to test people right away. The government said, you know, we're going to screw all the red tape and bureaucracies of because they have a CDC in their own country. They just went to the private sector and they went to anyone or any any company that could that could produce a test that could uh, that could mask that could mass test people and give them at least some data to see where it was going. And with with early testing and less government red tape, they were able to test a lot of citizens and identify and control the outbreak. And that's why I'm you're sure seeing people also went back um to the drawing board after they they had that, you know, controlled environment and um, yeah, they everyone. Yeah, they they you know, the tests that they went that went out, they were they were um, they tested it to see if it was accurate enough with the government size, with yeah. the, w- with the government's test, and they found that it was pretty accurate. So they were able to test a, a, a large amount of people and quarantine and isolate people who are positive, so that they were able to contain the disease. And now they're they flattened the curve, and now they're on the other side. And we're still not doing that, and that's what scares me about this country, and that's what scares me about what who we have as our leader right now. So, you know, that's why, you know, we wanted to create this podcast and and talk about what's going on. We needed to get our voices out. Um, 
what yeah. what do you recommend for people to do right now as far as so as a physician what what i recommend whoever's listening um anywhere in the united states stay at home that is the most safest thing you can do isolate 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 quarantine yourself protect the elderly population if you're sick please stay home you can call your doctor but and if they recommend that you get tested that's fine but please the best thing you can do is to isolate and quarantine and keep your social distance um just so that just in, just so that we can f- try to flatten this curve and limit the exposure because that's that's the only way to get over this because if we don't and if we continue to go outside and continue to feel like we're invincible and nothing will happen to us and we don't have any symptoms things will get worse and our healthcare system will get overwhelmed and we will run into the crisis that's happening in Italy and that is what we want to avoid Is there anything else you want to add? No, I mean I mean it's just one of those things where you can just pray for humanity at this point and hope for the best and hopefully they they come up with a vaccine. Yeah, I mean they're testing it on human beings, which is never which was never heard, of, you know, which is unheard of. And I basically. commend those people too who are volunteering. Because you don't know what the reaction will be in those human beings who are getting tested for the, uh, with the live vaccine. Um, but it's going to take 18 months and we're going to have to go through this in cycles. Yeah. Because just like the flu pandemic in 1918, it came in waves. So, you know, we can't let our guard down. We have to be very diligent. Um, we're all in this together. We all have to fight for one another um, because this is the time that requires it. You know, it, you know. Please do your part. Everyone has a role to play in this. We check will check up on your family members, check up on your neighbors. Um, you know, just try to keep positive of whatever you're doing, but with everything going on, it's just um just gotta take it day day to time. We'll be coming out with more podcasts and talking to you guys. But I felt like this was this is the most important issue that's going on right now. So we wanted to start here, but we're going to be talking about other topics, um, you know, as you know, as we continue to go through this. Um, so I hope you guys, you know, subscribe and rate and review it, and um, you know, just stay safe. Wash your hands and stop buying all the toilet paper in the grocery stores. that is getting annoying so thank you for listening we'll speak again soon thanks guys